Let's get right into it. Uh, peace be upon the listener. I thought initially, you know, today I was going to record and I was going to record uh, business as usual, but I decided to do things differently because I can't record business as usual when real things are happening in the world today. You know, today I woke up, I thought, you know, how am I going to approach this um, Charlottesville topic? And I thought initially that I needed to write a speech and read it to you guys live on the mic, but that would be presumptuous of me to believe that I should write a speech as if I'm the president of these United States and as if I was elected by the people to govern and lead and lead is a strong word powerful word l-e-a-d lead leadership is very uh it's very crucial to individual journey and individual success and so you know I was thinking from the perspective as if I was tasked with setting the ideological framework for all people to follow. And when I'm looking at the job of the president of these United States, it is his job to set the ideological framework for the succession of his term. For the rest of his term, the duration of his term, it's his job, express purpose, to set the ideological framework, what people are going to follow, what boisterous voices are going to echo whatever he says as the leader. You know, and I'm sitting there, I'm sitting here in my bed and I'm recording and I'm thinking and I'm and I'm knowing that there are people out there waiting for me to speak, waiting for me to waiting for me to calm their minds and to put them at ease and not like a conscious waiting. Like people are like waiting, biting their nails and anticipating my words. Right. But it's more of a subconscious thing to subconscious as far as they need somebody to tell them that. The world is not filled with as much hate as they previously believed. And it is my job with this podcast to do just that, to do exactly that is to ensure people that the world is not as negative and filled and drowned in hatred as one might believe when you look through social media, when you click on YouTube. And it's your job as the listener, right, or as a human being, period, when you see somebody or somebody comes up to you and says they're unsure about their status in the society, it's your job to tell them, rest easy, have a calm head, guide your fellow brothers and sisters, teach everybody, you know, keep people, allow people to remain calm. So with the events at Charlottesville, I was compelled to speak with this level of honesty and candor about race relations in this country. And I think it's reached a boiling point, but it hasn't reached that, the, the fever pitch. It's reached a boiling point, but not a fever pitch, if you get my analogy. And with what I say to some, it may be considered as honest. It may be considered as brutal honesty, but it will be a version of both. And so what I say, I want you guys to believe that if you are tuned in for vitriolic hate and not honesty, I say stop listening now. You know, I'm not going to affirm your biases in no way, shape or form. And I will not play political games. You know, I'm not going to be talking about conservative or liberal Democrat or Republican, racism is racism and hate is hate, no matter what color jacket you put on in the morning. We need to get out with political parties and dump all political affiliations. What I say in this moment applies to all. I repeat, if you're tuned in for vitriolic hate and not brutal honesty, stop listening now. Turn me off. Now, in its essence, the events at Charlottesville are just are. How do I put this? Are results of a virus, you know, symptoms that from my perspective are spreading 
you know, engulfing different portions of the body. You know, a virus eats the host body from the inside out. It attacks vital organs little by little. And the host body in this regard is the American institution, is the United States of America. The company that is the United States is getting eaten apart, right? And as you guys know, as the host ages, the virus becomes more potent, right? America being founded in 1776, today it's 2017, that's 241 years. We're old. As far as nations are concerned, we're fairly young, but this virus is eating us apart. Now, this, these are, what we see in Charlottesville are symptoms of an ailing society. Um, it's an, it's an ailing society with an ethnic majority worried about ethnic extinction. That is, in truth, what's happening in Charlottesville is a majority of people, white people, are afraid that their species, their sector of the species won't make it through the next 100 years. That's why the alt-right, white nationalists, neo-Nazis, that's why they're being rebirthed, is because they see the sea change and they're fighting against it, trying to desperately grasp onto anything any last semblance of the way the world was and whether or not you want to admit it or not humans are like animals governed by either fear or love and right now at this particular moment the species of mankind in totality is trembling and full of fear based in a sense of inferiority all across the board no matter the race in your own individual life people i guarantee you feel inferior and without confidence. It happens. It shakes us all one by one. The notion of being lesser than it comes in waves. It goes someday. You feel larger than life. Some days you feel less than. And sure, it's very plausible to attribute that to race and our relations to other race. But no matter the race, we all wrestle with insecurity and these petty insecurities that happen to manifest. So back to this majority, um, like most of us, they're played with an ideal. Uh, they're played with an ideal in which was once believed to be the bedrock of this great nation. You know, we we have the Constitution and the Constitution are like the Ten Commandments of this day and age of this uh, host body. You know, um, and one of those bedrocks was freedom of speech and our proudest amendment. The one that a majority of Americans know for certain is in the Constitution because on the daily, behind closed doors and in the comfort of their own homes, they use it and are privy to the degree of rhetoric they spew. You know, it's, they, they speak such a rhetoric that is full of hate and could be deemed politically incorrect if heard by outside ears. They think in a way that their words are fun and games until they take the streets and demonstrate like what happened in Charlottesville. Now, let me tell y'all something. If you do not feel comfortable to say what you feel aloud, then maybe you should check what you feel. Because people, let me tell you something. We are inhabiting the same space. We are not operating in a vacuum. There is cause and there is effect. And, th and the audacity for people to walk the streets with pride, chanting, Black lives don't matter here. Or making jokes about Islamic women 
tackling and key keying amongst themselves or even ramming protesters with cars and blatant acts of terrorism. You know, this is a manifestation of people that that think that the world belongs to the white. And they're trying to regain some sense of the way they believe the world to once be. And it's sad, man. It's a desperate attempt. And I invite everybody to view it as such. Do not personalize these actions as hatred. Just view it as desperation. Last grasps. To try to maintain some sort of normalcy. And that's painful to watch and pay for it to see it bear fruit in such a manner. But at its core, our words, our thoughts, they're more than just those. In, in essence, they are who we are as people. Any thought of hatred is an aspect of your personality. So we got to pay attention to those inclinations, whether it be in jest amongst our thoughts or, or not. You have to cleanse it out. All thoughts of negative perspective must be cleansed out. Now, I am no Christian here on this podcast, people. I'll be the last person to claim that I'm a Christian. But like my sweet, sweet Christian mother always said to me, if you have a negative thought, you must rebuke it in the name of whatever system of self-restraint you use. Now, when you have a thought of that manner that is negative in any manifestation or negative regarding your neighbors or your brothers, your sisters, it is yourself speaking to yourself. And if some talking head on YouTube, Twitter, or Instagram is utilizing their freedom of speech to embolden those thoughts and letting you know that you aren't alone in the world in the most negative way possible, come forward or kill the acquiescence to that rhetoric right now as you listen to this program. We are all on the clock, people. And we are all on the clock to prove how much we mean to one another. We got to prove that to one another right now. How much do we mean to one another? You rather sit in your room alone by yourself, isolated? Or would you rather shake the hand of a man that looks different than you? You rather shake the hand of a man that looks like you and affirms your biases 24-7? Or would you rather shake the hand of a man that's different from you and you come together as men, as women? Possessed by the greater goodness of society, the all-powerful consciousness. What do you want to do? How do you want to live? What world do you want to build for your great-great-grandchildren? Is it one in black totality, one in white totality? What world do you want to build? Ask yourself that after you listen to this program. Do you want to build the world that's out there that we see on CNN, on Fox News, in articles that we read in Variety, in the Washington Post? What world do you want to build? The world that's in your head? Is it the purest world imaginable? Are you that much worse and the people out there that you see. I want y'all to tell me and tell yourselves, man. How many thoughts crossed your mind of hatred today? How much negativity is pounding in your chest, man? How much for the right cause would you do exactly what happened in Charlottesville? To my black brothers and sisters, man. Muslims, Latinos, Filipinos, and all others. I want you to continue to operate in conjunction with the resolve that every individual with white skin is racist until they prove otherwise to you. We, it's exercise. This doesn't mean that we have to condemn them 
or be harsh unless you have a need to be liked. And it's human to have a need to be liked. And it pains you to know that someone just doesn't plain like you. Just know that they are not truly your friend or allies until they prove it to you. They have to prove to you that they're your allies. There are closeted bigots out here in this world. There'll be secretive, subversive racism. Your friends, no matter who they are, white, black, they'll be your enemies behind closed doors. They will do that to you. It's a chess move for them. They won't let you in within arm's reach. They'll put certain boundaries on who you are as a person. They'll eat across from you. But deep down in the back of their mind, they're playing chess too. You got to start playing chess. The same way they're playing chess for you, thinking I don't like them as much as they think they, as much as they think I like them. Play that game. Play that game with them. Because racism is not violent in and of itself. It just lets you know that someone out there does not like you, no matter how great of a person you are because of things you can't control and wouldn't change for the world like the color of your skin or your proud heritage. Operate on the basis that every person with white skin hates you is safe until you are proven different. So long as you don't hate them back, because you don't have to hate nobody who hates you. There is no need to hate who hates us. You can meet that with love. People get mad at the pastors who say, especially the Baptist pastors in these black churches who say, turn the other cheek. When slapped, turn the other one. Give them the other one to slap too. And I and I subscribe to that mythology. It's okay to do that. You just have to be strong enough. That That's the true test of strength. True test. You don't have to hate who hate you. You can show them love. But you don't have to trust who, who don't trust you. It's about trust, this thing here. If, if if you get anything from what I'm saying to y'all right now, it's about trust. It's about do you have trust in the people that don't look like you? Or do you trust the people that look like you? Who do you actually trust amongst the people outside of your own closed environment? Do you trust your mother? Do you trust your father? And how much percentage do you trust them? Ask these questions of yourself to the world around you. Right now, trust only yourself. Because I guarantee, man, when I'm looking at the, that footage, those are mothers, fathers, cousins, and their families probably looking on Facebook like, that's that's Tim. I didn't know Tim was a racist. I didn't know Tim was a neo-Nazi. They trusted that man, and they betrayed that trust. Many, 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 many people out there in Charlottesville, many white faces, Broken trust, broken hearted families looking at their family members doing that nonsense. A majority of the population is not racist. Overtly. Overtly racist. A majority of the population is not. You know, not all white people hate black people and diversity, but I'll tell you what does hate all black people and diversity. White supremacy. White supremacy is threatened by it. And like I said, the legs beneath their stool are starting to wobble as the cream of every ethnic and religious crop is rising to the top in every market and field. Diversity is winning. It's saving companies. For those of you who, who are interested, look at friends, the show friends, all white friends living in a in a closed home. That's showing work today. You know why? Because it's all white. 
People won't watch that. Your company will fail and flounder if it's all white. You know why? Because it's one perspective. We, the diverse thinking, all-inclusive individuals are becoming the silent majority. The meek that should and will inherit the earth. Rest assured, people out there. There is no need to fear and negate the voices that try to politicize this narrative, making it the far right nonsense. No, liberals, check yourself. You're just as racist as conservatives. You just covered in the need to help. You covered in a pity party. Don't pity the people of color. We don't need that. We need actual agents and actual agency to come in and help the, our communities. Our communities are dying. We don't need pity. We can talk about Charlottesville all we want. We just know who our enemies are. We just know who we playing chess with. All right. So rest assured, there is no need to fear. There is no need to worry. What happens on earth stays on earth to quote Kendrick Lamar. If the land were to split tomorrow and a giant demon the size of the Empire State Building was to rise up out the pit, would we still be arguing about race? I think not. As human beings, our animalistic tendency is to subscribe and prescribe enemies to our pain and plight. If we're in pain, we look for enemy to justify why we're in such a state. And if that for you is white people, let it charge you up. Let it charge you up. And for white people, if that for you is black people, let it charge you up. But let it charge you up to benefit society and make a better life for your great, great grandchildren later down the line. If you hate somebody... Keep that in your soul. And I, I encourage anybody who hates me to work with me. I encourage that because I need that type of energy. I need that type of fuel. Email me. We can talk. We can build something together. You don't have to like me. We can work. Trust and believe. I can compartmentalize, man. I'm sociopathic that way. I can compartmentalize, man. So please, if you got any ideas, shoot me a text. Shoot me an email. Let's work. Let's build. But I know for a fact something bigger than us will soon bind us all together. There are more people that love you than who hate you. Cling to that notion on all sides. Peace be upon the life lost in Charlottesville. Nobody should lose their life. Nobody should lose their lives over insecurity. Nobody should lose their lives over insecurity. I'm going to say it again. Do not risk your life because you're insecure. Figure yourself out before you get out in the public sphere. Figure yourself out. Nobody should lose their life over insecurity. Nobody. I'm sending out all positive energy to uneasy hearts and minds. Keep calm. Stay focused. Surround yourself with great people and learn from them. Teach one another to receive kindness. Arm yourself with the proper tools you need to survive out here. Listen, man, I love you guys. You hear me? Whether I know you or not, I love you guys because we're on the same journey together. I love you guys. Please be well. Please do not be distraught. Do not feed into the media's uh, balkanization, trying to turn us against each other. More of a diverse split. Just arm yourself with the right knowledge. Think like a strategist. Play the game of chess the right way. Don't hate nobody. If they hate you, it's okay. It's okay. They don't have to love you. But you can love them if you want to. I'm not going to I'm not going to prescribe to the thing that says, you know, you have to love those who hate you. I'm not going to say that overtly. 
it is a pathway you can choose and it does help the healing. But just know who your enemies are. Just know to keep everybody at arm's length. Do not let anybody in so you don't get hurt when you see people you thought you loved marching in Charlottesville. There's people in California right now that wish they were in Charlottesville. Don't play that game. Don't play that game like you don't think that's true. It's true. But are you going to take that personal? Is that a personal slight against you? No. It's just the way the game works. It's the way the world is moving. But know there's people working and moving for you. So people, I'm going to let you guys go. My name is Rice Toluca. And I'll talk to you all next time.